0: a copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz the issuer of the scheme is generate investment management limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns
1: you can be everything like be like be the greatest actor actress singer be an accountant be be everything you can be like you got one fucking life don't let people put you in a fucking box everybody's trying to put people in a fucking box If you're fucking talented enough, do everything. If you're fucking Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders, play both. For example, I'm a good operator and I'm a good personality. So I do both. Some people are good personalities but can't run a business. Some can run a business and can't. Some people can cook and sing, some people can't. Like, do you. Like, if you can do comedy and fucking music, then go. If you're good enough, you'll always get it. The Rock was a wrestler. Now he's a fucking movie star. Will right. Smith was a fucking rapper, then he was a fucking movie star. Marky Mark was a fucking rapper, then he was a movie star. Like if you're, Ashton Kutcher was an actor, now he's a fucking baller businessman. If you're good enough, nobody's going to stop
0: you. Welcome and you're in fact listening to an episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. You might have thought you were listening to Gary Vee or some guy that says fuck a lot more times than I do, but if you haven't heard of Gary Vee before, perhaps you want to look him up got some outstanding content that's a a video that I'd saved a a long long time ago when is that video from it's three years old actually it's actually a recording of him doing a a Instagram live and I listened to it this morning when I was in the gym and I think it ties in nicely to this week for a couple of things one um I was telling a story recently about when when I was employed as an accountant I was always trying to help out with the marketing and I was at uh at my last accounting job, what my accounting job before that, I was doing, doing some of that stuff and uh, the partner there, the director, the boss was, was happy to have me involved but in the next firm I worked at, they were like, oh, come on mate, you're an accountant, you don't need to come to this meeting, uh, you, you've got nothing to add and I was sort of like, fuck, you know, our marketing's pretty shit you know, and I, I feel like I could add some value here um, but, uh, but no, stay in your lane, stay in your box and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't welcome, I thought, wow, this is, uh, this is weird, but um, it's uh, interesting now for me to have my own accounting practice and have basically built out a client base with Phil, my business partner, purely off the back of the marketing that we have done. So, you know, perhaps they, uh, they might have been, uh, might have had a, a blind spot for actually accepting that people may have skill sets outside of just their box or the box they wanted to keep you in. But I think uh, there's a, you know, these these days a lot of us get get caught in, in a type of a box and we have to stay there and we've got to stay in our land and all these things, which is all good and well, but I think all of that stuff comes back to actually learning about yourself, what you're good at, how you can add value, and then you know where you can actually help out and where you can provide uh, value, like I say. So this week we are looking at some stuff to help you understand yourself better so that you can figure out what box you're in and what box you can be in if you need to be because there could be things that you're good at that your boss or your partner your friends don't actually know you're good at, but you know deep down that you can uh, you can help with those things. So so why not step up when you're needed to? Now before we get into that, I've had a very crazy week. I've been very very lucky this week. It's probably been uh, it's gone so fast for me. Uh, as I said last week, I was away in the Mount doing my own business planning for next advisory. We go away once a week, oh, once a year. Sorry, once a week, once a year, and we basically get on the same page and figure out how we are we going to do it for the next 12 months and, and and are we still on the right path? Are we building the business that we wanted to build? And it's the work that we do with clients week in, week out as well. So we need to practice what we preach and we go away and sort of revisit some of the, the ways we're doing things, how can we make them more efficient? So I had a, a, an amazing week away in the Mount. Then I came back, I um, was in at the office for most of the weekend, bashing out the podcast that you'll start to see start rolling out from the 1st of March. And then I... Went to Queenstown on Monday, and that's a treat in itself, because a lot of people love Queenstown, I'm a bit on the fence on it, I think it's a great place, but uh, I think it's been very well branded, but once you get there, it's, um, it's, it's pretty expensive, and there's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great tourist destination, I guess, but um, yeah, it, it confuses me as to why it's so popular, but anyway, that's a separate yarn, but I got to go there, do some great work with some great people, and we went up the gondola to end the day, had a drink and then went and got some, some food to support tourism, to support hospo, and then get on the plane and get back and eerily quiet, very quiet down there which was very interesting and then Tuesday I was in the office for the day, Wednesday was a, a top 10 day of my life, um, I th- this probably I sound like I've had like a, a week from bloody a, a movie or something but I was picked up in a private chopper, yes a private chopper, uh, how, how good and I went to a lunch for the day with um, a, a group of people and it was a, a bit of a thank you for some of the work that I'd done in the, in the horse racing space and not not saying that to brag or anything it's just I think you 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 have these realizations when you hang out with people that are just on a completely different level to you and that have done extraordinary things throughout their life and whatnot and you realise wow there 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 are sorta of, uh levels to business and to life and and whatnot. And if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. I'm not saying that it should be for everyone, but it's always eye opening and uh it's it's amazing to get around people and to learn from people that have that have achieved a lot. And it's I always treat those experiences as a reminder that things are possible and Again, we've talked a number of times about how you know the news and different things can take you to the negative places because those are the things that sell, and uh, we can forget and we can we can sort of put limits on ourselves and we do that as we're growing up and different uh, different things happen to us and we start to put limits on ourselves and then you go and spend time with people who have you know got a private chopper and you think well fuck how how did this happen you know how do they make sense of this and I sort of spoke about this on my Instagram story. Where I parked next to people with flash cars often when I was, uh, you know, driving a a, a pretty battle, battler of a car growing up my, uh, myself because I would try and think, well, what what do they know that I don't, and what how have they made sense of this? Because I was taught that buying buying a flash cars is a, is a waste of money. So I'm going to do an entire podcast on that as part of one of those lessons from March. But also flying in a chopper, you're at a low enough altitude to be able to see so much of what's going on. And it's so much different to flying in a plane because in a plane, once you kind of get up high enough, you stop looking at that tiny little window and you think, oh, bugger, this will just wait till we start to descend because you're up in the clouds and whatnot. But when you're in a chopper on a beautiful day, you can literally see like everything that's going on beneath you and there is so much uh, going on in this country and often when you're in a city like Auckland you can just get stuck in the the echo chamber of shit of just apartments and people talking about things that don't really matter and you can just forget a little bit about provincial New Zealand and whatnot. So it was cool to fly back over some, you know, forestry and things like that and on the way back there was uh, so many people out doing recreational things and they were like motorsport, athletics, I could see a a game of soccer and you could actually see the ball from the height we were at and it just gives you a completely different perspective on the world and I think that if we can do those things, not not saying like go on a private chopper but if we can get ourselves out of our perspective every now and then to go and take a different perspective of the world, uh, I find I get so much out of it. I've probably told you before about how I like going up high. So I like going up the Sky Tower, for instance, and just uh, reminding myself: look, look at all these things down there. Look what's been built, and look what's happening, and look what's possible. And and removing yourself from all the thinking of, oh, it's it's all going to end, and it's all you know, it's doom and gloom and whatnot. And so, what can you do to change the perspective that you have? And that, that's something that I try and practice to do. And and, and going in a chopper, for instance, is a reminder of like, oh, wow, I haven't done this for a little bit, I you know. And so it just lights up your brain in a bit of a different way. So um, completely unrelated to to this week's podcast, but I thought maybe um, that, that might help you. But that was an absolute stunning day. And again, awesome for me to get some of these opportunities and to, to sit back and think, wow, you know, if I didn't do the work that I've done, I wouldn't get the invite to that table. So it's... Uh, It's a reward, but it's, um, you know, deserved in the efforts that have been put in to get the recognition from those people or even just get the attention of them and then get their respect. So uh, it's it's a very cool feeling to be able to do things like that. Flew back via the chopper back to Auckland, and then Thursday I was off back to the airport and I was flying direct to Whanganui, of all places, in in a little Air Chatham's plane, and I went to a function there for the week, uh, for the day, sorry, flew back Friday morning and then back into the office for Friday. And then Saturday, here we are today, quiet weekend and recharging uh, after a pretty crazy week. But a very, very unique week of my life and something I want to get better at is when I have those types of experience, then actually journaling them and writing about them because. I'm sure you would have had days of your life where you've just gone, wow, that was, that was just so special. But 72 hours later, even 24, 48, you know, you're you're just getting peppered by the rest of the world and, and, and it carries on, right? And and you start to forget how it actually made you feel. So one thing I'm practicing is to, when I have those types of experiences, because every night I write down three things I'm grateful for, now I'm trying to, when I have days where I go, wow, that was, you know, that was a really extraordinary day. That's not something that happens every. Every week for me, every year for me, I need to make some notes and make some records of what that was like. So that's something that I've I've got on my uh, list to do tomorrow. So I'll sit down with pad and pen and I'll actually um, journal effectively what I what I got out of that day, and and what I thought of it and and how it made me feel. And then I can go back and I can I can read through that. So you know some of these things I've just been explaining, they'll be some of the things that I'm writing down too. So very very busy week. And like I say, I don't say any, uh, tell you any of that stuff to brag, uh, but I just think there's some, some lessons in some of those things that I was able to do, and I uh, thought you might be interested. But let's get into this week, because we're 12 minutes into this bad boy already, but we're looking at your personality type and spending. Now, I got an email as part of the content series that I've subscribed to, much like keep the change for some of you, and I thought, wow, I need to, I need to explain this to other people, because every time I get one of these emails, I think, this is so good, I, I learn so much from it. Now... Let's get into the body of it. A fair while ago, I completed a test. Now, it wasn't one you could pass or fail, so you'll be happy about that, and I was too. It was a personality test, and it came out with my unique, my unique type of personality. You might have heard of it before, as it is very popular. It is called the 16 personalities. They have a very uh, informative content sequence that you go into, which is an email every couple of weeks specific to your personality type. So once you do the test, basically every couple of weeks, they send you an email that's specific to your personality type, just explaining more about your personality type so that you can learn more and and then understand some of your blind spots as well. So a lot of it isn't actually finance related or money related but there, uh, there, there was a beauty the other day. Now they have data that suggests that personality traits influence sensibilities when it comes to shopping. So my personality type out of the 16 is an executive and that says that Executives are unlikely to purchase items they hadn't planned on getting. That is very true for me. I don't just go and buy random things. In fact, I don't buy much stuff because I usually only really buy things that I plan to buy. So I thought, okay, yeah, well, that's fairly accurate. Point number two said, Executives prefer shopping at mega marts or chain stores as opposed to small independent ones. I thought, hmm, that would be fair. I'm always a, oh, I might go to a farmer's or, you know, countdown, I suppose supermarkets can't really count, but um, often if I go to uh, like a really small unique store, or retail store, I'll be like, "What? what is this place, like why are we here, what, what's going on here, like surely, you know, surely there's a, a bigger version of this that we could be going to, and I love going to malls for some reason, I don't like love it, but when I do go, you know, that's where I go, I might, I'll go to the mall, I don't go, oh, I might uh, just head up to the shops or something, so yeah, I'm a bit weird I guess uh, in that regard, but I, I hadn't really... Realize that that may be different for some people. Now, executives are also likely to check out labels to see if there are unhealthy ingredients during their grocery shopping more than most other types. And yesterday I was drinking something and I said to someone, Oh, look, you be careful, this contains sulfates. And they were like, What? And I was like, Oh, this says that it contains sulfates. And they're like, What are that? And I was like, Fuck, I don't really know, but I've spotted this for some reason. And often we'll um, get. You know, like sauces and stuff that you can add to cooking meals. And I'm like, oh, look how much sugar's in this. This is just, you know, what what are we doing? And I was talking to someone about, over dinner about this last night, and they were like, mate, you're off your head. I'd never look at a label. I, didn't, I didn't, wouldn't even know where to look on a label to figure out if it's not good for you or not. And I thought, wow, okay. Now, also, it says that executives are most likely type to hunt for discounts. And I thought, nah, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy to, you know, pay the price I need to pay. But um, I don't know if that's actually true because the other day we got I got uh, a guy was telling me you need to get an air fryer you need to get an air fryer I'm like okay need to get an air fryer so I don't think I might go down to the local uh, store that may sell a, an air fryer I'm like which one of the major chains has got an air fryer so I'm comparing Dick Smith to Farmers to bloody Harvey Norman or wherever but I am I'm looking at each of them and what that price in them so I'm like okay there's two of these things on this list on this list straight away and he was like, you need to get a big one, bro. You need to get a big one. You need to get a Philips. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's my that's my study done as to what one I buy. I'm like, I'm buying a Philips. And because he's told me that they're good. So that's how I, that's how I decide to how I'm going to do things. I take people's word for it that I, that I trust. And so I'm like, sweet, I need a Philips one. So I'm comparing the Philips ones. And I noticed that the, say, the, like, one-liter one compared to the two-liter one, the one-liter one had, like, a way bigger discount. And I'm like, well, hang on. How come... The percentage discount on the one liter one is so much higher than the percentage discount on the two liter one, and say that it was like 15% off all Philips air fryers. The one liter one was like 34, 35, 39% off of it, and I'm like, something doesn't fucking stack up here. And although he told me to get a a two or two liter one or whatever, I ended up getting the one liter one because I'm like, this makes more financial sense because it's so heavily discounted compared to the bigger sized one. So that's uh, basically exactly what it's explaining about me. Again, I've got a lot on. I can tell you uh, thinking that as I'm telling you these stories. Now, they also say that executives say that shopping often makes them feel better, especially turbulent executives. Now, I don't know if I'm a turbulent executive, but um, I do I do think that there is that retail therapy type aspect and I do like uh, shopping, but I don't do it all the time. But when I do do it, I probably it probably does make me feel better. So that was very interesting for me as well. Now, some of those things I'm not too sure about, but when I really think about it, they're actually all very accurate. Now, you can do your own 16 personalities test here. It takes about 10 minutes. It's basically www.16personalities.com. If you give it a Google, it's pretty massive, so you should be able to find it pretty easy. 16personalities16personalities.com. Now, I find these emails very insightful to help me learn more about myself and to know that there are other people out there just as crazy as me. It also makes you aware of some blind spots, like these ones. The email went on to say, things can come become too rigid and it can be difficult for family, friends and co-workers if there's no room for play or enjoyment. Now, I think if, I probably should have done this podcast with my girlfriend and she would probably go off on a 30 minute tangent for you explaining how accurate that is and how frustrating I can be at times and how she has a boyfriend who will say, look, We waste too much time deciding where we're going to go for dinner, so we need to cut it down to four people and four places because that's the places we always go to. That makes a lot more sense. And then you come to me and you say, look, we're going to go for dinner. It's going to be one of these four places, and Luke, you need to choose where it is. And I say, bang, it's that one. Let's go. Because I hate, oh, where should we go for dinner? Oh, I'm not sure. What do you reckon? Oh, maybe we should go to this place. I'm like, fuck, man, 15 minutes into this, we don't even know where we're going for dinner. I'm getting hungrier, and we're no further to the decision. So I'm like, let's put some process around this but again, I'm probably just a rigid asshole to some people listening to this and that's just my personality type. So um, it's very insightful to learn these things about you. And what um, I try to then do is, is uh, with my girlfriend, for instance, might like, can I please read your one so that I can understand her personality type better and how she might be seeing things and then you can kind of see how things might clash, for instance. So I'm definitely guilty as charged as being a little bit too rigid with the old family, friends and co-workers. You know, you've probably heard me talking about buying shares for my uh, nephew. And some people are just like, what a dick, you know? How boring are you? What is wrong with you? Like, that's just way too practical. Buy him a fucking buzzy bee, you sad bastard. But um, that's just not how I'm wired. So, yeah, anyway, there's a great quote, and I thought this was Conor McGregor had uh, taught me this one, and he said it was a Bruce Lee quote. But When I Googled it, I think it was actually some other guy, Uh, But anyway, the quote is, know yourself to know others, and it's a great reminder that often we are quick to judge or make sense of other people, but we also need to ask ourselves if we have done the same for ourselves. So how much can we learn about ourselves? Because as we learn more about ourselves, it makes it easier for us to understand others. So if you know the things that are going to rub you up the wrong way, going to frustrate you, going to upset you, going to really let you down, and you really learn those things about yourself, you can see when those things may Happen to you and and why they might have happened and you can it's easier for you to explain to somebody else like hey this is how I'm feeling and and this is sort of why and it's not necessarily their or you know their fault it's that you're the way you are and you've learned that and you can foresee uh, those things happening or you might be able to prevent them from happening because they are going to really uh, upset you for instance and so the more we can learn about ourselves, I think life gets it gets a little bit easier, and we have to do these little types of things I think to to actually learn more about ourselves because it's very it's very if you think back to school, university or anything, there's no classes on learning about yourself. it just happens by default almost. so these types of tools I find really fascinating and and the way they go about it is um, you know, is, is very good now. Uh, We've said, so there's a great quote, know yourself to know others. And and then are we doing the same for ourselves before judging other people? Now, do we know where our money habits come from? For instance, our savings, our sayings about money, the risk levels we are keen to take. And as an example, my business partner and I, we have decided to um, invest some money in our business, but we're completely different personality types. So for him, one of his key strengths is to deliberate and to like really think things through and make sure that by the time he makes a decision that it is just 110% the right thing to do. I'm like, fuck man, this is too slow, let's just do this and let's see what happens and it'll be 80% sweet and then we'll just tidy up the other 20 and he's like, whoa, 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 mate, like slow down, you have not analysed this at all. I'm like, don't worry about analysing, mate, you know, high level, let's just rumble, we'll just figure it out as we go. So... You know, that's going to be a very fun dynamic for us. So it's not just about the people you live with, for instance, uh, or the people that you're in relationships with, because um, you know, the people that you're spending more time with, then you can understand yourself and then understand them as well. And things um you know, they, they become better, and these relationships and partnerships they take time. And these types of tests are a great way to be able to, to help us to do that. Now Money can be a touchy subject in relationships, and I'm not just talking about sexual ones. I didn't know what the word was to use, but someone's emailed in, and they've said, Luke, the word you were looking for was romantic relationships. Okay, Uh, apologies. Uh, So we'll just change this now. Money can be a touchy subject in relationships, and I'm not just talking about romantic ones. Hopefully your relationships are heavily sexual and romantic. And I'm wishing all the best for you in 2022 with those relationships. Now, I mean all relationships. Flatting, friends, mates, business, family, etc. We are all different people and have a different lens on the world. Tools like this help us to get better at understanding ourselves and then understanding others. Now, if you missed a Valentine's Day gift with your loved one, perhaps do the 16 personalities together. And then one more. Have you heard of this one? The five love languages Lads, this will get you more brownie points than an overpriced handbag or an unethically sourced fake diamond. Apologies to any ladies out there who have an overpriced handbag and now think I'm a dickhead or have an unethically sourced fake diamond. I'm sure you don't, and I'm sure your diamond is insured for exactly what it's worth uh, because diamonds are allegedly very, very hard to replace. Uh, but we'll talk about that on another day. So that's 5 Now, I think those five love languages, well, this will test me on the spot, Gifts, uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, and what is the other one? Um, damn it, I've forgotten. I've forgotten words of affirmation, gifts. Anyway, I'm going to have to Google that and talk at the same time. So let's see how good my skills are. But if you have not done the five languages test before, I suggest doing that and then doing that with your uh, partner as well because they'll be completely different to you. So basically what this test does is it shows you what things you value and sort of what order and then that's often how you try and show love and if your partner doesn't have the same as you which there's a very high chance that they don't then you 're going to be trying to show them love, and they 're going to be going well that's that 's not love to me so it 's a very interesting concept to understand and uh, my partner, for instance who is her number one is quality time, so she really wants like quality time of her and i can I can start to tell when uh, i 'm not giving her enough quality time because her tone changes and and i um, I might think that well we've we've gone on a date, but i've like rushed it it 's gone too fast i haven 't like made it kind of special enough or something and uh and for me I'm like fuck that must have been massive quality time just getting all, any time of me is quality time uh but in her head apparently it's not so it's something I have to uh keep keep an eye out on but you might have a partner who loves gifts and you've got to get them gifts to keep them uh to for them to feel loved or acts of service so that's uh, acts of service for me so when people do things for me I feel so loved but if people buy me gifts I don't really give two shits cuz it's very low low down for me but then that means I become that grinchy guy again that around Christmas i might like, make. sure surely you don't need a gift to you and they think oh well like how, how's this person not wanting to get me a gift how's Luke not brought any gifts for anyone in the family like he is he is a, a grinch isn't he but it's because they're not important to me so then in return I'm like I'm putting my lens on the world that well surely no one really likes gifts but really heaps of people like gifts and that's a real beauty to work through as well you can have a bit of fun with that one so that's the, uh, the, the 5 languages.com Now, guess what? In March, it is my birthday. Hey, speaking of gifts and stuff. So I don't want any gifts, please. Probably some access service would be good, like a review or a piece of feedback. That'd be nice. Uh, but I know that is exciting for you. I know, I know you don't care. But uh, what we are going to do in March is that I'm going to be rolling out some stories from my life I'm going to be releasing 30 audio lessons podcasts from 30 stories of my life, basically things that have happened for me. And key word here, things that have happened for me, because there are some things in this that have happened to me, but I was taught a few years ago to look at things that happen to you as things that happen for you, and there's a very distinct difference. So to you is a bit of a, um, it's easier to have that, woe is me, poor me type mentality, I can't believe that happened to me. Instead, it's flipping it and going, well, that happened for me. What can I take from it? What can I get out of it? Again, some people will be listening going like, man, you're just way too positive, bro. Like, just chill out and just be negative for a day, can't you? Uh, and that's fair enough, but I don't like to stay there for too long. So sometimes, you know, I like to be upset, but then I like to look at it and go, okay, well, that happened for me for a reason. What can I gain from that? And you'll hear a couple of stories in those 30 days where you'll think, holy fuck, uh, I can't believe that happened to you, and I've been able to take transition myself from those things happening to me to those things happening for me. So um, people probably didn't pick up on that in that sentence, but I would said basically things that have happened for me, and I sit down and tell a story that you can hopefully learn from. Now I've recorded 14, so come the 1st of March, you have a 15-minute story every single day for 13 days. I've actually only recorded 10. I was counting them up on the plane the other day, trying to map out the next uh, 16, and I thought, oh, actually, I've still got 20 to go, so I've uh, cooked that in the email. But anyway, I've done 10, I've got 20 to go, and uh, i wait till I get into like a real good energetic flow state and I'll sit down to bash record some of those but each one is recorded with no planning so I just hit record and tell you a story and they're very candid and they're very um, loose and uh, they're just very on brand for, for me and I I really hope that you can learn something from them. I think you'll get a good insight into what makes me tick and what mistakes and gains I've made in my life, and and it really just goes on a journey as well. So stay tuned for that. Remember as well that Keep the Change Night School is free to access for anyone who wants it. Find the link in this email or at the blog. It's keepthechange.co.nz forward slash nightschool dash v2. So it's kind of hard to remember or to Google, but um, hopefully you can find that. If you can't, let me know. Have an outstanding weekend. It'll now be Saturday or Sunday by the time you're listening to this. You are now part of 5,263 recipients. Is there someone that you could forward this to? Did you know that the Reserve Bank raised the official cash rate by 0.25% to 1%? The Reserve Bank now sees the OCR of 3.4% in 2025. Now, it's hard to trust those predictions, isn't it? I was going to put it, it's hard to trust those bastards, isn't it? But uh, better not, And because they might be reading. But anyway, they could be listening too. But what they're saying is be prepared for higher interest rates. It's just it's just so hard to trust um, all of those types of predictions from economists and these central banks and and when they've got stuff so wrong and and now we're expected to to keep listening to them as experts. It's very yeah very very interesting concept there as to whether we do. But what they're basically saying is that we should expect to see higher interest rates and, and be prepared for those as well. So that is uh, the prediction by the Reserve Bank, that the official cash rate will be around 3.4% in 2025. That could see 5 to 7% interest rates for retail spenders like you and I borrowing money. So debt's going to become more expensive. You know about that because we've learned about that because they're trying to uh, slow down the total spending in the economy to decrease inflation. But, you know, who knows? If they could push that too hard, then it all gets uh, gets risky and they have to lower them again. But couple of good things to think about and focus on there, two very practical things you can do, your 16 personalities, get into their content suggestions and start to learn more about yourself and then start to learn more about maybe your loved one, there's the five love languages if you haven't done that before, lads I'm telling you, if you maybe do that and send it to your girlfriend, it could be the best gift that they'll remember receiving from you or saying, hey, hey babe that's the sort of uh, terminology you're throwing around babe, babe, whatever it is these days Han, hon not sure how you spell it and I would like you to do this so I could learn more about you Ho, oh, I reckon you will you'll be rewarded let's just leave it at that eh you can decide what you're thinking of when it's uh, a reward but uh, I don't know perhaps they'll match it to your love language so see how you go of those two 16 personalities and the five love languages now Again, so I finished this one Friday morning at the airport, I'd done the bulk of the writing before I went and I dusted it off and got it all out Friday in a car, driving to back to the airport to Palmerston North to fly back to Auckland. So uh, a very, very busy week for me, like I said, over the last couple of weeks I've been very keeping a very close eye on what's happening in Russia and Ukraine and, and it's really blowing up and uh, my heart goes out to, to anybody that's got ties to Ukraine and and I won't pretend to, um, you know, say that I understand fully what's going on, but, um, yeah, it's it's just so such a, a confusing time for, I think, a, a lot of people and to think that in 2022 we can still be watching world, uh, war from afar and thinking, fuck, you know, have we still not really learnt anything from these wars that we've had previously? But it's just, again, it's just such a confusing time to be alive, isn't it? It's just so much going on you could argue that we're at war internally in new zealand at the moment between those people that are you know for vaccines and against and and all those types of things and there's just so much friction and division and uh we have to remind ourselves not to let that uh, upset us too much and and get in the way of the things that we're still trying to do which is provide for our families and for ourselves and keep getting better every day and, and um you know avoiding things like anxiety and depression and all those things that uh, are all coming for us constantly, and you know if you what whatever you can do to to try and keep yourself on the up rather than um, going down some of those spirals. Well, good on you because we're all we're all on a journey to do that. But you know what's happening over there is going to impact markets across the world, and you'll see your KiwiSaver get rocked, and you'll see your sheersies get rocked, and I think the entire returns that we've seen for the NZX, the New Zealand Stock Exchange, effectively since. Um, since COVID, so the massive rebound we saw and everyone getting excited and all these Sharesies customers signing up, for instance, I always say is because that's the one I sort of know the most about, but I'm sure it's all of them, but you know, I know that they, they acquired a lot more customers and they're hiring and they're getting bigger and a lot of that, I think, is people getting excited about investing because it was all going so well and interest rates were decreasing so we didn't want to put money in the bank. And now basically all of those gains are gone. They've uh, they've been wiped off and we're back to sort of pre-COVID and, and we could see um, more carnage as well. And, and I've sort of alluded to that too. And remember, we've got to play the long game and, and just make sure that whatever assets you do have and what exposure to different markets that you are getting some advice around that. If you're going to need that money soon or to buy a house or to, to do something and, um, you know, expect to see some volatility. As I am, I'm I'm sitting on uh, a bit of cash and probably the most cash that I've sat on for for quite a while. And I, I want to deploy it, but uh, I'm kind of scared too because it's just so turbulent and I don't really know. So I'll, I'll be doing my best to explain where I deploy some of that cash to and see if I can teach you something along that way as well. Again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not uh, here to advise you what you should do with your money, but I'm happy to um, share some of the, the decisions that I make. And, and if I fail, well, fuck, I fail. Well, it is what it is. I don't think it is, um, you know, life is too short to to worry about going through it via, via trying to, to learn how to fail. I'd, I'd rather cop some losses as I go, cop some failures and figure out how I can come up the other side of those and learn more as well. So uh, there we go. There's a decent sized episode for you today. We've covered some ground there because I was rushed last week and I was only with you for about 15 minutes. But uh, good to have you tuning in. I'm getting some seriously good downloads on these, which is exciting to see. And I would love if you could get this content in front of more people, especially if something's resonated with you in here I would love to see people taking action I've had emails and texts and photos sent to me of people's personality types and you know I've been very uh, caught up in learning about the executive type uh, personality type because that was my one but people were sending me different ones of architects and commander and all these different things and um, I went to a dinner last night with a lawyer and we had a fascinating conversation about his uh, his personality type and um, we're sort of sharing stories and you know, it's it's fun because ultimately people love talking about themselves, and we all sort of get taught that. Oh, you know, don't don't be like that, don't be like that. But ultimately, people do. They they really do enjoy talking about themselves. So, you know, use use it to your advantage. If someone says that they've done one of these things, well, not to your advantage, but you know, remember that. And and um, you know, if if they say, oh, look, you know, you say, well, t- tell me more about that. What does that mean? Or like, how do you deal with this situation? And then compare it to how you deal with it. And you can have fascinating conversations and learn so much. Uh, about yourself and about other people. So there you go. Sixteen personalities, five love languages, and uh, some rocky times out there in the world at the moment. And an amazing week for me this week. I think I'm still a little bit jaded from it all, but um, yeah, that is uh, that is part of of it. Sometimes you've got to sprint, and then sometimes you've got to slow down and run your marathon. And uh, that's something that I've learned to, to deal with better. And uh, at the start of this, we were listening to Gary V talking about don't just think, um, you know don't just think outside the box. Live outside. Live outside the box. And I guess a story that I had from this is that um, very early on with Keep the Change, someone said to me, "Oh, mate, you can't really, you can't really be the Keep the Change guy because you're doing the gambling stuff as well." And they they're contradictory. And, and I can kind of see that and get it. But I'm like, well, fuck that, you know. So is that, is that going to be the thing that I go, oh yeah, I better stay in my box, and um, you know, I, and I don't do any of this stuff because. Ultimately, that's that's not right. It, you know, if if this content's good enough, people will learn from it and they'll get something from it, and people will listen and they'll read, and and that's what's happening. And and if uh, if they're not, well, then they won't. And then I'll realize, well, I've got into the wrong box. I shouldn't have been in that box. But at the moment, uh, I think I've proved to myself that I did make the right decision to to not listen to that feedback and and continue on this path with this. And I'm grateful for all of you giving me your attention because I know you could be listening to so many other things. If you can bear me, I'd say speed me up and listen to me in a faster speed so that you're not having to consume, you know, a whole 40 minutes. It might be You might be able to cut it down to 30 or 20, uh, depending on, on how long I yarn for. But as always, take action off the back of these. Let's let Gary Vee take us out. i will see you next week, but you'll also start to get a podcast a day from the 1st of January. Enjoy those. Drop me a line on Instagram if something really speaks to you. There's some, um, some very, very personal stuff from me in those, and... Um, you know, I had to challenge myself to to just, um, you know, accept that I'm going to have to talk about some things that maybe I don't want to, but I, I, I did it because I, I hope that you can learn from them too and, um, you know, and, and probably relate to some of you that have gone through some very similar things. So be good out there and I'll see you very soon.
1: Listen, if you're talented enough, if you're fucking Jamie Fox, go. People said I was fucking the wine guy. I couldn't do business. Cool. I, I was, then I was an investor. I couldn't do advertising. Like... Fuck your boxes. You're not putting me in a fucking box. All of you, all fucking 4,000 of you think you know what I'm about right now. You don't know. I might fucking start. I'm gonna be a. I might win a fucking Tony. Because honestly, I can go on Broadway and fucking destroy it. I can feel it in my soul. I'm not letting you fucking put me in a box. Fucking everybody wants to be put in a box. Put people in a box. I might start a fucking hot dog company and fucking destroy the world. Be fucking kill Nathans and be the greatest or I might just flip the fucking script in three years and just go
0: there's a lot of fucks fuck I is a lot and, fuck
1: making videos and, fuck being a and fucking just teach kids in fucking Pakistan I don't fucking know but I know one thing I'm definitely not going to listen to you put me in fucking box people trying to put people in a box which stops people from doing what they actually want Fucking 2019. Go do your fucking thing. Fuck. I'm gonna do everything I fucking want to do. I got 60 more years of fucking destroying it. That's what I plan to do. And regardless of what the articles are written, or what you guys are saying behind my back, or to my face, or my DMs, or the comments, I'm fucking not letting anybody put me in a box. Nobody, not my family, not the world. I'm gonna do me. Peace and quiet in my own fucking head. That's all I want. Don't you want happiness? Don't you fucking want to be happy? Fuck, don't let anybody put you in a fucking box. Live. Fuck boxes.